All right, I'm not comatose this episode. I'm not even part of the cool comatose. I already talked about that because I don't smoke. But I'm, I'm energized. I got my coffee here. This is going to be a really fun one. So Shane, take it away. Do the cold open. You know, it's not me today. We have a special guest, Jeremy Black from Crave Donuts. Throw it over to him. Worst episode ever. Now let's give it up for Table 5. Ah, 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 ah. Table 5. Table 5. Ah, 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 ah. Table 5. So normally when when any of us, whether it's Shane or I, or we have a guest on and they do a cold open, like we, we know ahead of time, we're not voice actors. Nobody's really going to nail something. Jeremy, that was pretty dang close to comic book guy. That was, that was like, you got the, the inflection, I think I'm using that term, right? And his voice almost dead on. Have you been practicing that? Oh, one? yeah, I practice them all the time. <laughs> there you yeah, go. So uh, maybe you can... Uh, if uh, if if down the road when the current voice actors pass on, they need a comic book guy, they'll go right to Jeremy Bla- Mr. Black. <laughs> has anybody ever said that to you before? Somebody has to have said that to you before. Uh, right? If they're a Simpsons fan. Yeah, I think uh, my brother told me he had a teacher that like literally called him that for the whole year. That's a good. That's a good teacher. That's a good cool <laughs> yeah. teacher. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's he he gets it. He knows what's going on. Definitely. But as Shane said right off the top, uh, Jeremy, the one of the co-owners of Crave Donuts. Now I'm not, you know. You can, you can exaggerate sometimes with how good something is, but I'll tell you a little story here, okay? It's uh, a couple of years ago, I believe it was 2018, a friend of mine comes to me and she says, you got to try these donuts, because I lived in Toronto at the time, and it was back when there was this little donut shop operating out of a coffee shop in Curtis, Ontario, Deadly Grounds, and I was like, okay, and, you know, people, you know, they, they, they talk about stuff, and... You think, okay, is it gonna be? Is it gonna be good? I remember, I got a half dozen. I brought them back. I was eating one in the car. I called my wife and said, "These are gonna be amazing. You, you can't wait to try these until I get home. Be home soon." And we love them. Crave donuts. We have had. Uh, we used to drive out from Toronto to get them. We used to uh, kind of plan our Sunday sometimes around them, and we had them at our wedding instead of wedding cake. We had. Four different kinds of Crave Donuts. So when, I, when I'm talking about how good Crave Donuts are that Mr. Jeremy Black and Nicole have created at their now two shops in the Durham region, I am not exaggerating uh, in the slightest. So Jeremy, tell me a little bit about how Crave Donuts kind of came to be. Yeah, well, first of all, um, we're definitely honored by that. Uh, thank you so much. You know, it means a lot to hear, uh, hear something like that from a customer and a fan, clearly. Um, uh, but Crave Donuts, yeah, we just, uh, we just started it, um, out of our house because, uh, you know, we have both have a culinary background and we're both big donut lovers, of course. And, uh, we traveled across Canada a few times, uh, worked in different hotels and stuff like that. And we were always checking out all the cool donut shops and, um, yeah, we just wanted to bring something like that back to our home here in Durham. And uh, once we started making them, we just uh, uh, really took off, like um, started doing some pop-up markets and we were renting kitchens and yeah, just just all snowballed into what it is today. And that's what happens when you have a real good quality product. Like you guys, like if, if you go to Crave, so if you're in the, in the Durham area, the greater Toronto area, even if you're one of our friends from Australia 
or Iowa and you happen to be coming up, just make the trip here for that. Um, some of the, if not the best donuts you will ever have in your life because you can tell that there is uh, quality and care from you guys. And like, this isn't a, this isn't a read or anything. I'm not reading off of the script <laughs> here. This is me. They're my genuine feelings. Oh yeah. They're, they're fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. I opted to not get a birthday cake since finding out about Crave Donuts. I just get a dozen like, and everyone, I feel like people enjoy it way more than just a birthday cake. I highly recommend switching out the regular cake routine with some Crave Donuts. Seriously. And, uh, yeah, you guys have two great locations in Oshawa and Whitby. We can talk a little bit more about that. You guys are open Wednesday through Sunday. See, like, I even know the schedule <laughs> off the top of my head. Wednesday through Sunday. Um, and I wonder, though, was there a little part of you, because you're, you know, you're a Simpsons fan, that connected... Uh, like a love of donuts and the Simpsons that combined? Was there a little tiny little bit that ended up uh, leading toward the creation of Crave, do you think? Oh, absolutely. Um, Like, we're first off, me and Nicole are um, both huge Simpsons fans to begin with. And, um, yeah, there's obviously, like, you know, donuts are in almost all the episodes. And, uh, yeah, just like... um, or even like if you come into our whippy shop, we have a couple of uh, Simpsons pieces. We have uh, Homer on the uh, donut machine from the Treehouse of Horror. So uh, yeah, we're always being inspired by uh, you know just like Simpsons and cartoons and just like being creative. And even obviously our pink vanilla sprinkle is highly influenced by the Homer Simpson donut, which is what half the customers call it, anyways. So. Exactly right. Like it looks just like it, <clears throat> hugely inspired. And Shane, I know that you're envious as soon as the Homer eating the donuts from Trios of Horror. Like that's your dream thing. Oh, isn't that's it? like my dream toy. That that's an expensive <laughs> piece. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is that's Shane's dream. It's funny because it was the Simpsons. Uh, it was the the Simpsons drawing of you and Nicole that I saw at the Whippy branch, branch Whippy location. Uh, that I was like, oh. I forgot these guys are Simpsons fans not too long ago and reached out and, and look at this. Now we're doing a nice little episode here. Um, but how did you become just a fan of the Simpsons in general? Because uh, it seems that we have a, a common trend for those who grew up in the in the greater Toronto area that uh, Simpsons was on, you know, when you got home from school, usually at five and six on a couple of different channels. And then again, the Sunday nights, uh, when the new episodes would come on at 8 o'clock. So how did you get into the show? Yeah, well, I've been watching The Simpsons probably since I was like, I don't know, five years old or before I can even remember. And like you just said, it was on at those key times, 5 o'clock right before, right before we had dinner, and then uh, new episodes on uh, 8 o'clock on Sundays. And yeah, I remember never missing an episode, and there would always be uh, lots of chatter about it on the playground on Monday morning about whatever happened so and uh i find myself always wanting to go back and watch them as i get older because there's so many things that you may not have caught the you know when you're younger obviously and it just like the you just realize um how much like the simpsons kind of taught us you know <laughs> it's crazy you can relate so many things seriously to yeah you're, yeah you're 100 percent right the history that comes through in the show and now some sometimes you have to um <laughs> I think one of the people that they probably did the dirtiest was poor Jimmy Carter uh, in the episode where, where Marge goes to prison. Shane, we talked about that last season where, you know, the, the guy points at him, that's history's greatest monster. So as a kid, I'm yeah. thinking, oh, Jimmy Carter must be this horrible person. He's like the nicest guy on the planet. So <laughs> there's some there's some things you have to find it on your own, but there's so many 
like you said, Jeremy, so many references to things, be it uh, even just pop culture alone, like the TV shows and the movies and stuff that as you get older, you learn about and then kind of make that connection like, oh, yeah, I get that joke that maybe grandpa's making or Homer's making that you would have gone right over your head when you were six, seven years old watching the the show after school. Um, this one's going to be a really fun one, though. Homer the Vigilante. Um, we're right in the middle of the golden years. Uh, Shane and I have been saying that we've been having a lot of trouble when it comes to the end of the episode and picking our favorite gag because there's so much to choose from and each episode is just jam-packed. I think in two of the last three, Shane, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I have... I, I couldn't pick at a three-way tie. Yeah, right? you've been breaking the rules. Yeah. You've been choosing more than one. <laughs> yeah, and there's just so many... And things you forget about. Our last episode with uh, the spring, the casino episode, as I, I like to call it, I completely forgot that the crippled Irishman, when Mr. Burns just keeps ramming him with the, with the, uh, with the uh, bumper car, yeah, was bumper in that cars, episode. Yeah. Uh, fantastic gag. Um, this one here, though, is... Uh, I love it because it's kind of a, a couple of parodies kind of smushed together. Uh, it's just a fantastic... Um, introduction of a new character who is voiced by Sam Neill who was kind of right at the height of his popularity after Jurassic Park and there's a lot of lunacy here out of the ending because it really sums up the town of Springfield um, in their in their general nature of kind of lunacy and stupidity but before we get into that before we get into our ratings and nostalgic feelings about this one uh, let's play a little game here so I love when you hear stories about you know, vigilante justice and stuff like that. Uh, whether it's in an episode like this, a movie like Kick-Ass, uh, they're, they're always just kind of like fun to hear about. Like somebody's actually trying to be a, uh, a I guess a, a poor real life Batman. So I'm going to give you some names of real life vigilantes and based on a score out of 10, just based on their names, you tell me if they're, you know, one being the lowest, 10 being the highest. Give me your thoughts just based on these names. Ready guys? All right. So, one of the more, I guess, popular, well-known ones is somebody named Phoenix Jones. Now, off the top of your head, Jeremy, start us off. What would you give that name for a, a real-life superhero, Phoenix Jones? Uh, Probably about a four. Yeah, not, nah, kind of kind of mess, Shane. Uh, I think I'm feeling like, yeah, it's not that great. No. So let's uh, let's just keep the ball rolling with a four. The funny yeah. thing is, is that this guy was, he was uh, part of this group called uh, the Rain City Superhero Movement in Seattle. And he was like, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to break up fights and, and keep crime out of our city and stuff like that. He actually kind of looked like kick-ass, too. And then he was arrested in 2020 for trying to sell MDMA to a police officer. So <laughs> kind of came back to bite him. To a police officer. To okay. a police a officer, very smart yeah. Gentleman. Didn't really work out. Uh, these next three are probably my favorites. So here's the first one. Mr. Extreme. Shane. Uh, I'm, for some reason, I'm picturing a very scrawny person with such a badass name, but I'm going to give that one like a 7.8. That's not bad. You know, okay, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little unsure. I'll, I'll go with a 5 right in the middle. Yeah, in, Shane, you're kind of right in terms of the, I don't think he's that scr- like scrawny, scrawny, but just like a regular dude. Um, it kind of sounds like a really, really bad wrestling name, like somebody on, uh, you know, you go to one of your, your local convention centers or something on a weekend, and there's going to be some wrestler named Mr. Extreme who's like 40 and just not straight roids. Um, what about this one? Dark Guardian. Jeremy. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give that one a 9. Shane? 
Uh, I'll, I'll go with an eight. That's a good one too. You know what? The, you yeah. know what it reminds me of that Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Remember? You know who I'm talking? Shane, you know what I'm talking about. You played Yu-Gi-Oh. What was it? Uh, yeah, but, but who are we talking <laughs> the, about? The 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 uh, it, the main dude. No, was it the main the purple guy? Wasn't he purple and he had a stick thing, like a scepter thing? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like Merrick. No, he was a he was one of the cards. Oh, he was a card. He was, wasn't his name We're Dark off Guardian? Track here. His name was I don't know I, I don't know. I uh, let's just move on from this. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, and last <laughs> but not least, uh, Master Legend. Shane, thoughts on that one? Uh, I think that's kind of that's pretty lame. I'm gonna go with like a three, and I think that's really easy to make fun of, to be honest. <laughs> it's pretty bad, Jeremy. Yeah, I, I I'd agree with the three. Like that's you know if you have to if you have to give yourself a name like that, you're probably trying to make up for something, you know. Yeah, either that or you're just really, really. It's it's like uh, I remember the there's an old NS, SNL skit with Andy Samberg, and they were it was a parody thing, and they were making fun of um, stupid sci-fi movies, and there was a guy whose name was just Doctor Scientist. That seems like it's the equivalent <laughs> yeah. for a superhero. Like you couldn't think you're like oh, master and legend. Those are kind of words that might be used to describe somebody. So let's just compact those two. I love those vigilantes because like uh, Phoenix Jones, there they always seem to get corrupt. Like they, they want to do good, but power goes to their head, I guess. And we kind of see that somewhat in this episode. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get to the episode now. Enough with the nonsense uh, vigil, vigilantes. Based on my uh, nostalgia from this one, I absolutely, absolutely love this one. There's some really, really good misdirections um, and nonsense. I, again, I love the ending to this episode because it really speaks to the character of not just a single individual, but the overall uh, landscape that is the city of Springfield. It kind of sums it up very nicely. Um, I love the character of Malloy. I love the way that they animated him. He looks exactly kind of how you would picture an old-timey cat burglar to look. Uh, so, I, And I remember my dad really loved this one, and you know, we, we would watch this one together quite often. Uh, you know, If it were one of the earlier episodes, season three before, he didn't really watch those, but when it was these right in this area he would he would watch most of them uh with me and so this kind of takes me back to those uh you know good times watching uh with my dad so you know what i'm going to give this one a 9.7 with the possibility of even pushing it up oh wow okay a 10 yeah i went with a 9.5 with uh with springfield I ended up going with a 9.8 i thought that was pretty uh appropriate um shane what about yourself uh, yeah, I wasn't going to go that, yeah, I guess I don't watch this episode that often. I do remember kind of the whole plot. Um, does this end with digging up? It does. Oh it? yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. So immediately, yeah, that definitely gets some points that that whole scene is hilarious. Um, I'll go with a 9.2 with the hopes of raising the bar. Yeah. I'm kind of curious because you went with a 9.8 last episode. You've been kind of above for the most part, above the 9.5-ish area. Why are you going more towards... I don't remember all the gags. I'm going in a little cold this time. Uh, yeah, so I can't give it a super high rating like you, I guess. Uh, it's it's definitely a good episode from what I remember. 9.2 is not a bad score no, no, by no. any means, but um, yeah, I don't remember all of the misdirections, so I guess it's not it's just not up there yet for me, but hopefully after we watch it. Oh, there's, yeah. there's going to be... Uh... There's gonna be some stuff like if I'm just gonna say two uh, two things here, and I'll probably rejig your memory. One, uh, knobs, 
and two, uh, how's that? And so that should probably rejig. Mm, yeah, all right. right there. It doesn't seem like you did because it didn't seem like a very confident. All right, Jeremy though. No, I, I got <laughs> right over his head. What are you going with for this one, Jeremy? Um, yeah, I I can't say I completely re- like I I remember the plot and everything, but um, yeah, it's kind of I'm just gonna go with a nine. A sol- a solid, solid nine. nine. Yeah, this one, like it. Uh, I think Shane kind of nailed it. You can clearly picture the ending. You know, dig up stupid. Yeah. It, it, it's a fantastic line in general. You can picture that. Some of the things in the middle might get lost. I think I have a little bit more of a uh, a a hold on that uh, off the top here. But I have a feeling that you guys are going to be bumping those scores up by the time this episode is finished. Or maybe I'm wrong. That's the whole point of this. Let's see if our nostalgia holds up. All right, let's get to it. Homer the Vigilante. Donuts, Simpsons, Simpsons, Donuts. It just goes hand in hand. Yeah, you know what, Shane? It really does. And for the best donuts in the world, you got to check out Crave Donuts. They've got locations in Oshawa and Whitby, Ontario. And these Simpsons-loving donut bakers, they're creating some of the most delicious treats imaginable. They've got a year-round menu with the likes of a cosmic brownie donut, a churro cruller. They've even got the Simpsons-inspired pink vanilla sprinkle. Yeah, and there's a rotating menu inspired by each season. In the fall, they've got apple pie, pumpkin spice cheesecake. Doesn't that sound delicious? That sounds absolutely amazing. To top it all off, there's weekly specials. They've got some surprises each and every week, so keep an eye on that. Open Wednesday through Sunday. Check out their website, CraveDonuts.com, as well as their Instagram for all the details. Trust us. If you're in the GTA, go hit up Crave, because you're going to end up with a belly full of goodness. It's probably going to cause you to make some sounds sound a little like this. All right, let's get her going on the Mitchell. Home of the Vigilante came out January 6th, 1994. Um, Who ordered the famous kneecapping on Nancy Kerrigan that day? You guys know who it is, right? Figure skater. Old-fashioned. Old-fashioned hitting the knee with That was a huge, huge thing. Uh, I forget the name, though. Jeremy, remember the name? No, I have no idea. Tanya Harding. Yes. Oh, right. Okay, that sounds familiar. Got her bodyguard to take an old lead pipe and whack somebody in the knee, which we which we do see later on in uh, in this show. So, also chalkboard gag. Um, I am not authorized to fire substitute teachers. Did you guys chalkboard gags are always kind of hit or miss, (laughs) mostly miss. You don't see animation there on the uh, on the couch gag. It was really bright for some reason, or was that just me? Well, yeah, even the lighting right now where we're coming, like, from the exterior shot of the house. I don't know. They're playing around with their lighting in this yeah, episode, Yeah, the, the nighttime, sure. the moonlight looks too bright. It's kind of weird. Fantastic. That's a nice gag, <laughs> yeah. You can clearly see Homer doing that. I love the smooth jazz music that they have going on, too. Also, I like how this is kind of a mystery, but it's not because it's clearly Malloy, like right from the beginning when you see him later on. That hits, you know, his his white yeah, shoes. Yeah, it's not like a who done Yeah, it's not yeah. a who. It is, but it isn't. I don't know if I would have uh, replaced that with yeah, that. The party was a little too loud. Yeah. Ha <laughs> 
That's a nice guy. I guess she wears them all the time. Yeah. So. This that that image of Homer sleeping next to Santa's little helper is really good too because we've said this before, but like Schwarzwelder always wrote Homer like a big dumb dog, so it's perfect visual visualization. Gosh, Bart's so defeated. <laughs> Bart's pain is funny, but mine isn't. That saxophone was my one creative outlet. It was the only way I could truly express myself. Shh, quiet, Lisa. Hey, the burglar left his calling card. You have just been robbed by the Springfield cat burglar. Cute. I can't get over the lighting here. Why is it so bright? Yeah, it looks super bright. Go help. Yeah, it's really throwing me off. Hmm. See, like, that's a joke right there that when you're a kid, Shroud of Turn Beach Town is like, you have no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> oh man, Barney's apartment always be so depressing. Homer, tell your child what you bought when I sent you to town to get some insurance. Curse you, magic beans! I forgot about the magic beans, it's good. Are you sitting down? Good. I wish to report a robbery. A robbery, right. Thanks for the report. It's another one, Lou. 723 Evergreen Terrace. Well, there doesn't seem to be any pattern yet, but if I take this one and move it here... <laughs> so, just before this episode, Shane and I were talking about a book that I was reading, one of my favorite authors, Tom Phillips, on how people fall for conspiracy theories and stuff. And one of the things is putting a bunch of evidence that really, if you, like, on its own, doesn't really make any sense. But if you just manipulate things together you can really create anything into anything it's like that uh, jim carrey movie 23 that no one saw oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah that movie's butt <laughs> wasn't he the murderer in the end of it would you say it's time uh yeah, yeah i think that was the twist spoiler yeah. alert yeah and <laughs> eh, nobody saw it anyways we recovered the burglar's handkerchief from one of the crime scenes now one sniff of this baby and our tracking dog will be hot on his trail Gosh, look at me. I'm sweating like a pig here. Oh, it's a Higgins hair. It looks kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, What's like, he's, yeah. like he just got a haircut. Yeah, this, this is uh, number two of Wiggum getting attacked by his own dogs. Well, as you can see, when the burglar trips the alarm, the house raises from its foundations and runs down the street and around the corner to safety. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the real humans won't die. Well, Cut a little Professor Frank. Why? This is like, the, like purge. the Purge. Oh, yeah, my they, goodness. They, oh, oh, oh. What just happened there? Oh, gosh. And there goes <laughs> <laughs> Just like the demo. Oh, it happened like 30 seconds after we just saw it and somebody already had that. But this happens, right? Like, people will, uh, you know, they get hyped up over things that either only happen once or aren't a big deal. Yeah. I appreciate this laser eye surgery joke as someone who has gotten laser eye surgery. And who is now blind. So, yeah. There you go. Oh, it's the cat burglar! Please don't kill me! Abe, can I borrow your ointment? Oh, it's you, Malloy. All right. 
But this time, clean off the applicators. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. All right. These are our new family security rules. Be home before dark and make sure you're not followed. Lock all doors and windows. And don't take candy from strangers. Marge, they're only human. What's the point of all these precautions? I've already lost the only thing that matters to me. Oh, Lisa, stop pining for your saxophone. I got you another instrument. What is the jug? <laughs> I love, I love yeah, it's the, a moonshine <laughs> jug, yeah. yeah. It has the X's on it as if Homer got it from like some sort of moonshine distillery. That's true, you never ever stop in the middle of a hoedown, ever. Yeah. Oh, honey, I didn't realize how much that horn meant to you. Don't worry. Daddy's gonna get There you go, Jeremy. There's, there's a possible new uh, Crave thing for next summer, Crave event. The old-timey moonshine event. We have, we have moonshine donuts, big old hoedown with a, with a dozen-person jug band. Writes itself. Yeah, we definitely got to throw a Simpsons-themed party or something like that. I'm, assu I'm not, not, not I'm assuming. I know you would draw all these Simpsons people from the GTA uh, for something like that. Yeah, well, I got a huge Simpsons collection, so I could just deck the store out. If uh, what are what are some of your favorite pieces from your Simpsons collection? Better? Um, well, I got the the I choo choo choose you card. Oh, nice. Um, I got some of the, these, like, action figures, but they're, like, McBain themed, and it's, like, the characters from the, the McBain show. No way. So, like, McBain and Sully and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Great. Have you ever been to the Universal th uh, theme park? In no, I've never been, but I definitely want to go. You gotta go, my friend. You gotta go. It is, it is pretty awesome. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> There's the Irish guy again. Yeah, I After love him. Yeah. Yeah, his... Whenever the Irish guy comes, it's great. But you're a very old man now, and old people. What a lesson to teach people. <laughs> old people are useless. Just give them a tickle afterwards; yeah. they'll be fine. Just treat them like children, and there you go. Stop it! It's a form of abuse. Uh, a little sign gag in Flanders Bar there. Seven days without a drink makes me weak. What's Captain McAllister doing there? He never, he's not in the, in the group. I feel like he should have a different weapon. Yeah, he should have, or like an, like an old-timey musket. Like a sword. Or a sword. Yeah. Okay, we've got the secret. Oh, yes, the code names. Now we need code names. I'll be cue ball. Skinner can be eight ball. Barney will be twelve ball. And Mo, you can be cue ball. <laughs> I love the delivery, the Hank's delivery there. Uh, you're an idiot to Homer. Like, you can hear the kind of disgust in Moe's voice, how stupid Homer is. Have you guys actually seen Dr. Strangelove? Like, the, the, this is... Uh, the, no, I've only, the I've only seen bits and pieces, but yeah, it's... Like, I, I love Kubrick movies so much, so it's, I definitely need to watch it. Yeah, I, I'm surprised... I haven't watched that. Like, I like 2001. Like, uh, Kubrick's... Fantastic, but yeah, I've never actually 2001, seen 2001, we're all just big, uh... You know, big babies floating through space. Yeah. <laughs> or however you interpret that. This is an iconic... Yeah, so iconic, yeah. this shot. Hey, 
Yeah, and see, like, and there's another one as a kid. You have no idea what the that is referencing. Oh, so what do we got here for outfits? Pause it for a sec here, Shane. So, Apu has like what appears to be some sort of, I guess, Indian army garb. Skinner has his army garb. Barney has. It looks Cr like crusty looks burger. Like a burger place. A crusty yeah, burger. It does yeah. Look, uh, yeah, it does look like the crusty burger employee uniform, which is funny because that's never been referenced. And then Moe's got. It's like a German World War One helmet mixed with like a Boy Scout uniform, <laughs> and then Homer's got like French Foreign Legion almost. So it, they did a really good job too. Like like the colors, everyone stands out. Like they don't, they don't mesh together. They look like complete oddballs and complete idiots. Fantastic, good stuff. Meaning what exactly? You know, push people around, make ourselves feel big. Bert, give me that megaphone here. It's not just a mega oh, Barney's got like a, uh, got a sidecar bike. Size of his head, yeah. No, I was gonna say his haircut, size of his. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, what's going on? Yeah. He's got the Don Mattingly sideburns haircut going on. I always hated this joke. I don't know why. I just I never liked it. I just never thought it landed. The Ratmaster thing. I'd have to agree. Yeah. Sears. Get him! That's the second time they made a Sears joke. Yeah, sure. Second two episodes in a row. Rest in peace, Sears. <laughs> you better have a good reason for doing that, boy. It makes me feel like a big man. Yeah. Let me check my reason list. Which I'm sure a lot of people do, even if they don't understand that. Why they're doing it. Wow. Can I join you? I don't know. Can you swing a sack of doorknob? Can I? You're in. Here's the sack. But you gotta supply your own knobs. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I was alluding to with knobs. And as for your grandma, she shouldn't have mouthed off like that. Don't you see you're abusing your power like all vigilantes? I mean, if you're the police, who will police the police? Oh, Coast Guard? Homer, wasn't the whole point to catch the cat burglar? And I still don't have my saxophone. Lisa, the mob is working on getting your saxophone back, but we've also expanded into other important areas. <laughs> Literacy programs, preserving our beloved covered bridges. <laughs> Classic vigilantes working with the mob. Yes. Exactly. The girl knows too much. Mr. Simpson, how do you respond to the charge that petty vandalism such as graffiti is down 80% while heavy sack beatings are up about <laughs> 900%? All people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. And see, the interesting thing is that in the, in the subtitles, when Homer says that's a fantastic joke, yeah. but when Homer says that, he's actually, I didn't realize this until I got much older, he's not saying 40%, he's saying 40 So it kind of sounds like... He's actually he's not actually saying even a number, but because he's reciting a statistic. Mm. Yeah. That's a fantastic joke. I also love the sack beating. Just imagine people just getting beat with a giant sack of doorknobs. Yeah, isn't it supposed to be like a sack of oranges so they don't bruise? I don't know. Yeah, I think that I think he onto something there. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's that's funny though with the forfty, it's like Homer's kind of in like this political position and he's acting like it. Acting political, exactly. 
I'll probably guess it's Marge, too, when, uh, he says, do you know who this is? Sam Neill, he said this is one of the highlights of his career, like, he absolutely loved doing this. Well, who wouldn't want to be a voice of character on The Simpsons? Ask some weirdos say no. Didn't Tom Cruise say no? Weren't they trying to get him? Didn't he say no or something? Yeah, but then they got him for the movie, right? He was in the... I don't really remember the movie too well. He was, a. Uh... He was actually had, a, like, a decent part in the movie. Hey, they messed up Molloy's shoes. He's got black shoes on here. Weird stuff with the animation this episode. Hey, we're on our break! <laughs> Any sign of the burglar yet? Still Joe. How's that? It's his job. How's that? He's a burglar. <laughs> <laughs> this was, pr yeah. That's great. That's what, and there was my other, how's that? The knot, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Mr. Cat burglar you'd like to get in here wouldn't you there's just one little problem 36 years ago some lady gave birth to a man named homer j sib oh my god underage kids drinking beer without a permit I thought it's a cubic zirconia too. Like it's something that this, the, the town would be proud of. They acknowledge that it's a uh, <laughs> zirconia. I wasn't asleep. I was drunk. I believe you, Dad. Well, no matter what the paper says, I still have a job to do. Such a great sound. Such a great visual too. Barney's got a watermelon ready to go. Yeah, look at that. Dad, maybe this will cheer you up. Oh, oh I love the jug music. Anymore. I didn't say stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh my, I had no idea how much this town loved that zirconia. Coming through, coming through. Oh, Grandpa, they pelted you too? No, actually, I fell down as a big boy. Done. I've come to help you. I know who the cat burglar is. What? Who? Huh? What? Well, well, well. Before I was too old, and no one wanted my help. Suddenly, look who comes to old grandpa. Wait, where are you going? Come back, I'll tell you. He's <laughs> right under my nose the whole time. He lives in my retirement home. His name is Malloy. Wow, how'd you track him down, grandpa? Good question. On one of my frequent trips to the ground. Yeah, old people fall. Down. I was actually at a wedding last week, and then some somebody's poor old grandmother fell down. They just oh, maybe fall into the ground. Maybe he only wears his sneakers when he's robbing. True. Yes. Oh, no, yeah. There he goes. <laughs> yeah, it's not obvious at all. Hmm. It's, it's weird though, because we saw he didn't, he came, he repelled down from the front. Remember when Homer ran off? Finally, Malloy, unlike most retired people, has the world's largest cubic zirconia on his coffee table. Yeah, makes sense. Well, kiss me right here. It's the only part that still has feeling. I know where the burglar is. To the retirement home. 
I wonder if... This, the Simpsons always do a really good mob. Yeah, and I wonder if South Park got the idea and, like, the, the real quick switch of a mob. Like, they see, we see it a lot in, uh, in South Park, too. Oh, yeah. The South Park, they always talk about how much they're influenced by The Simpsons. Exactly, yeah. They end up making The Simpsons did it episode, right? <laughs> this is so, one of the best ones. <laughs> he refers to my dad, Grandpa. We haven't had a MacGyver reference in a while. I had no idea who that was growing up. So does that mean she's like constantly ripping his hair out? Oh yeah, yeah. I sincerely regret any inconvenience I may have caused. And although I have stolen your material goods, let me assure you that your dear town has stolen my heart. Oh, he's so charming. Let's let him go! Yeah! Oh, sorry, folks. Gee, I really hate to spoil this little love-in, but Mr. Malloy broke the law. And when you break the law, you gotta go to jail. Ah, uh, that reminds me, uh, here's your monthly kickback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, like, that's something I would, that would go right over your head as a kid. Yeah, you know, I, I had no idea. I did not, not understand what that yeah. meant. You can really see Homer, like, showing up every single day. And saying this in front of Malloy too. Maybe we should hear him out. Where'd you hide the loot, Malloy? Yeah, see Wiggum's here. Oh, now it's now it's gray again. It was blue. And so this is like the rat race, mad, 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 mad world parody, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Something like that. Yeah, me too. I will also go home or sleep. That's a nice little animation there. The big tea building, big tea burgers and fries, tea factor. <laughs> we need more information. Very well. It's buried at four seven two three Maple Valley Road. Hi. <laughs> he has to get the directions. minutes. You take a left. A left. Oh, it's two yeah, L right. There was one on the side, yeah, and there was one on the nice. on the building too. <laughs> well, I love the, the weird combos you get here too. Oh, the guy with the car. This part is great for it's so many reasons. It's great for so many reasons. It's it's got to be, but it's. Like, it works, it, it's great for so many reasons, because you have, why would anybody just drive into a river, because some kid told you so, why does he just not get out, <laughs> instead of yelling at the car? Like, you don't see him so much, he's just dead. Oh, I thought I had my candidate for best joke of this episode, but that one might be the winner.
Oh, there he is. Never mind, he's still alive. I never noticed that before. He was standing behind them as they were digging. I that blew my mind. I never noticed that. Yeah. Stinky. Rightfully sorry, but there is no hidden treasure. I have already used this time to escape from your jail. Bondus wishes. Oh, I can't make out the signature. Keep digging. We're bound to find something. What an ending. I guess we're not gonna find anything. How are we gonna get out of here? We'll dig our way out. I don't. That's like that's the one thing that always sticks with me from yeah. this episode. And it's crazy that it's when he says it. There's nothing actually happening on screen. The credits have already started, but that is oh man, that is absolutely fantastic line. And I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, okay. I won't get it too far ahead of myself. Let's go with our ratings first off. Um, I think I was a little bit uh, maybe influenced by recency bias from. Uh, from in the casino episode because uh, I gave it, I started with a 9.7. I don't think it's that high. It's a very good story, but I think you're right. Both you guys, I think, are right because you were having some trouble coming up with some of the best gags. It's not as gag heavy as some of the other ones. It's still a very good story. Um, it's it's kind of a parody, but it's still got a little bit of its own uh, originality to it. So I think I'm going to take it down just a notch to a 9.5. Still very good, still very funny, had us laughing. It had us captivated, I think, to, for me anyways, to hear Grandpa's explanation, because I, f I forget what he was saying uh, before we watched this about how he realized it was Malloy, even though it's obvious, but I couldn't remember how Grandpa explained it, so that was always uh, kind of funny too. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it down, just a notch, to a 9.5. Shane, you started with a 9.2, what are you going with? I thought the episode was good, but there were a couple lulls there. Were. there. Yes. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna actually bring it down just to a, uh, just straight from a nine, from a nine point two. Uh, kind of like had some lulls in there. Overall, like it's a good episode, but I feel like it's not as strong as some of the other ones in the season, especially us coming off of like the gambling episode. Uh, what do you think, Jeremy? Where are you? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy with uh, my score as a nine. Um, you know, it's my first score of a episode here, so I wasn't really sure how to handle it, but. I think it was a it was a really solid episode. Like you guys were saying, there was a lot of good gags, but nothing nothing like no belly bursting gags, you know. But I thought it was true. I thought it was a true. solid episode. And I, when I was a kid, I had no idea who the burglar was, so it was kind of like a mystery to me. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that when I watch it. Nice. Uh, what, what's your, uh, what's your favorite gag of the episode? If you, oh, if you I'd have to one. say like probably the, the very last line, dig up stupid. <laughs> like, I think it like, like you yeah. mentioned before, like the delivery was like so good and it was just like, yeah, just, it just, uh, perfectly, uh, describes chief Wiggum. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's what I remember from this episode, but just to be different. So we don't have the same, I think I'm going to go with that nodding scene. When they're in front of the uh, like the art museum, and him and Skinner are just nodding yeah. at each other for like I don't know, like a good like minute. I'm gonna go with that. That's probably my favorite gag. Uh, if you're wondering where Nick is, Nick is being uh, Nick's back. He's off in Daddy. Back. Oh, he's Nick's back. back. He wasn't Daddy time. Land, but he's back. Yeah, I was yeah. in Daddy Land. That's what happens when you have a little girl that's just over four months. You never know when she's gonna wake up and just explode. And uh, that was one of those cases. Um, I am going. Uh, Shane, that's a, that's a great pick. It's probably like my number three of this episode. 
Um, but I'm going to have to agree with Jeremy the dig up stupid. I think what hits it for me is, like you said, the delivery. Because you can hear it in the way he's saying as Wiggum, like, Wiggum is trying to make a point that he's right. And it's like, no, idiot, dig up. <laughs> like, he's he, he really believes that that's a thing. And he absolutely nails that delivery. Um in, in that sense. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, and you know what? I'm actually going to, to change my post rating and drop it down to a 9.2 actually, because basically, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you guys and you guys are nailing it right on the money in that. I think you said it, Jeremy, there were no belly busters, right? Yeah. You're right. There really, there weren't, there was, there was some good stuff. Story was still strong enough to keep it above a nine. Uh, and the dig up stupid line is fantastic, but that's right at the, the, the it wasn't on screen. It was literally as the credits were rolling. He, as good as it is, it didn't really contribute overall uh, to the episode enough. But still, fantastic episode. Um, Jeremy, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, we'd love to have you back in the future. And uh, is there anything that you would like to say that I, I know I talked, uh, talked talked everyone's ear off about Crave. Seriously, though, go, go get Crave if you're in the area in Oshawa and Whitby. Uh, is there anything that you would like to add about your wonderful, wonderful donut shops? Well, first of all, th- thank you very much, both of you guys, for having me on the show here. It was a great time. Um, yeah, well, first of all, uh, uh, referring to Crave, shout out to Nicole, who is uh, my better half and co-owner. Um, she's the one that comes up with all the amazing flavors and is uh, the brains behind you know, all the... Everything, everything that you see. So, uh, yeah, we, Crave would be nothing without her. But, um, yeah, you should, um, if you're interested in trying out Crave, you know, we check us on Instagram, Facebook, or our website. Uh, we have a seasonal menu that um, we're constantly rotating our flavors. We have uh, uh, weekly specials. So, yeah, come uh, check us out. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything that goes on there. You got your oh, absolutely. yeah, you got your regulars, your staples, delicious, your fall menu, your your weeklies. There's there's so much, and like you, you get it, you get a good donut. You you can have one, you can have one, and you're like, wow, that was good. Oh I yeah, they're my, they're a healthy size yes, for sure. They're, they're, yeah, portions. They're, yeah, they're they they're not skimping on any portions here. You're getting a fantastic donut for each and every one. So yes, most definitely um, check out Crave if you're ever in the Oshawa and Whitby area, uh, Wednesdays through Sundays. Um, Shane, though, uh, you have to plug something, and that's just our general plugs. Plug time. Take it away. Sure, I'll make this one quick. Follow us on Twitter, Simpsons underscore EB, for polls when new episodes drop, all that jazz. And then if you're on your phone on Spotify, please go to our page, follow us, rate us, and comment under this episode on Spotify. What was your favorite gag? Or uh, what's your favorite donut? Yeah. Or... You know, if you are in the GTA area, let us know what your favorite Crave donut is. That'd be cool. And uh, there's a link in the description uh, to Crave's Facebook and Instagram page on this episode. So please check them out. And there's also a link called Buy Me a Coffee. You can click that link and donate whatever money you'd like to the show. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Wow, that was fast and concise. Shane's in practice. (laughs) Nicely done, Shane. Nicely done. Um, Yes. So again, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check out Crave. And Jeremy, because uh, you are our special guest for this episode, you get the honor of telling Shane what to do to to uh, to end our episode with. So what would you like to hear Shane end this one with? Um, Why don't you do uh, an impression? 
Oh, any give Sh- give Shane a, right. give Shane a really challenging character. Oh my gosh! Okay. Give him give him a really challenging obscure character. Um, how about Troy McClure? He's not too obscure, but I I like his I like his voice. That's fair. Okay, I'll do my best. Nice. He'll he'll be practicing for for days upon days. He'll add it in just before this episode ends <laughs> up being released. I can tell because he's going to be practicing like crazy. Thank you again for everyone uh, who's joined us. Jeremy, I've said it a, a billion times so far, but thank you again and thank you for the delicious donuts that you come out with each and every week and we will definitely have you back on uh, for another one, but to talk us out, I guess is the right word or phrase. Here's Shane doing Troy McClure. Hello, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such instructional videos as mothballing your battleship and dig your own grave and save. Now, over the next six hours, I'll be taking you through the do's and don'ts of foundation repair.